to kind of reflecting back on our conversation that we've had I wanted to talk about the reasons why I felt that it was necessary for me to really unravel and really contend with the ideas that I was having around comedy and defiance and humor being a way to transcend and disarm people in order to arrive or deal with or contend with very heavy issues that are happening right now. And so we spoke previously about Glenn Ligon's work. We talked about Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor. But I'm wanting to be honest and and vulnerable about why this is something that I really wanted to unpack, especially with friends, and share it on this podcast, empathize with. But as a performing artist and painter, I found myself realizing that in many of my performances I was silent, that I wasn't saying anything. And there was something impressive about seeing Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor in these comedic spaces, very fruitfully talking about these issues in ways that I felt safe. I felt like I was learning something. And I was really kind of enthralled in how something so horrific are able to be talked about. From our last conversation, talking about war and understanding a lot of the things that we are experiencing right now as as war, whether it's um, subjugation or profiting off of bodies or um, people who are unarmed being killed, I think um, understanding comedy as a weapon, but then also thinking about forgiveness was something that came up. And so, Rakiatsu, I would really like for you to elaborate on what were your ideas when we arrived at forgiveness as being sort of a resolve. Can you tell me a little bit about what you were thinking about when you when you brought up forgiveness? Yeah, um, I was wondering if we were going to talk about forgiveness on this on the next episode, or we can just wrap this episode and extend the entire conversation um, the okay. way that we have been doing. So, I guess when we when we started the conversation about forgiveness, or we started talking about comedy as a tool of war, we left off part of the conversation uh, talking about Carol Walker and some of the transformations or uh, some of the amendments in her position and her understanding of her work in the public space. Mm -hmm. And so that left off with this idea in my mind about the possibilities for amendments, what that does for my understanding of an artist's work uh, because my introduction to Kara was first in someone's scathing critique of her work. So I was at an art fair, and this particular artist was giving me a talk of their work and using her as an example of what was not right about black female representation. So to see her shift, and I would love to hear more about Zen, what that article, what she said in that article in particular, mm-hmm. but on the broad strokes understanding of it and some of the headlines that I read, it seemed as if she was making, uh, she was trying to recontextualize what her public definition was like, what the public interpretations of her work were like in a way that she hadn't done before. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder what room there was in our understanding of 
our greats, people that have achieved a lot of creative and artistic success, what possibilities for them to grow or move or change um, in their perspectives and what that meant for us, those of us that either are following their work and following their example or have written them off completely. Uh, so it was a way to begin a conversation about resolve and resolution. While we are fighting a very crucial war, what does resolution look like? Um, and what does that vulnerability allow us to push forward? So, I mean, those are a lot of questions I don't have the answer to yet, but I'm excited to see what she makes now um, and what type of questions she forces us to ask now that she's begun thinking and changing in this way, now that she saw Get Out <laughs> um, and somebody really gave her her, her black lesson one-on-one, black history one-on-one. Somebody like sat a black down. lesson. Somebody gave her a final call. <laughs> Some bow tie. <laughs> Nation of Islam. You got one more time. They girl. were like, yo, listen, Kara. <laughs> yo, we got to have yeah. a talk with you. They put her in a chair. They put that TV on. Like, Get Out? <laughs> like... <laughs> She's making a reference to Get Out, y'all. If, y'all if you haven't, haven't seen, seen it, it, you should go It's see too it. late. I'm, ah. No offense. I haven't seen Moonlight. I'm the last black person on I don't on understand Earth. how this is the 10th episode what? and you still haven't seen it. I'm that. the last black person on That's Earth. That's not cool. I don't know why you're claiming that, but you know what? That's Can we make a podcast about the last black person that hasn't seen Moonlight? We should. And the reason why I'm you not haven't the, seen all I have Miami a feeling I'm not the only Moonlight. one. I knew about <laughs> Moonlight before it was hype, before it even won. But you still ain't seen it yet, so does it matter? Yes, it's still, <laughs> yep. Actually, okay. I'm going to completely assert that okay. I still have a lot of cred. I mean, it's not that bad. Like I said, people in Miami are not trying to see Moonlight. Yep. They're really not. They don't have no patience for that. You going to take me? You taking me? <laughs> Let's go after your treat. I ain't got no money Don't be making that. me, don't be making oh. faces at me. I just want to bring the conversation back, y'all, because we Ain't no should... such thing as back. It's forward. Okay, I'd like to bring the conversation forward, but keep it back <laughs> bring it back on topic to what we were actually talking about before we started talking about Moonlight. Um, I just wanted to give some context, I guess, to what you were talking about, Rocky Atu, in regards to the most recent um, New York Magazine article written by Doreen St. Felix. And, you know, I honestly think that this article does serve as a, a very vulnerable space for Kara. Like, she's being able to have, like, this introspective of her work. Like, she was famous at, like, age 25. So she was really, really young. And, you know, out of the gate, people are just, like, critiquing her for her use of stereotypical images. The images are powerful. Though. They're very powerful. And they're hard to see. They're hard to see, but I think that's, like, the beauty of it. Like, there's this on-site confrontation that has to happen when you enter. If we're talking, I'm just going to talk about the Sugar Baby exhibition because I was a volunteer there, and I was there before it was all built. And, like, you had to directly confront these 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 stereotypes, right? So, like, you don't really know what you're coming into, but you're ha you're having this oral sensation, this this visceral reaction to it. And then when the exhibition opens, all of these people are coming, and they're bringing their energy, their influence into that space, like how they perceive this work. So, anyway, I'm getting off topic a little bit. I, mean, I think you are quite on topic. I think the thing to 
also acknowledges that Carol Walker was also being congratulated for her work. She was yeah. she was being rewarded for the work that she was making. And I think what's happening is she's questioning if that was for the right reasons mm-hmm. in ways that I think there's there's a little bit of friendly fire happening. Um, where And what I mean by that is that you can do something thinking with one intention, but then it you're you're probably inflaming uh, a larger issue that you that another issue that you probably had no intention of um and it's directly affecting your community and i think that's why there's this need to check to do the self-check so then i would ask the question of like why is it when it's an artist of of the the diaspora right why is it that we have to always be concerned about the collective and like how this makes our people look right because that's that's really what a lot of the backlash was. Like, I think these images are setting us backwards. Like, I mean, the article quote Betty Starr as well as Carrie Mae Weems and, like, how they felt like she was in trouble during that time. Like, during, like, 1990, 1998, 1999, like, saying, oh, she's in trouble. But, like, Carrie Mae Weems saying, but we all are, right? Because we're all trying to push the envelope. We're all trying to do something and, like, create these platforms that... Not to say haven't been done before, but definitely in a very um, more in a nuanced way. Um, and I think I think like what you're saying is is valid. That yeah, why why is it that we don't have the I guess the autonomy mm-hmm. is what you're saying. And I, I think that's just that's just not the privilege that we have in the way that race has been constructed. And so what I mean by that is that if I do something. That it's very easily that there's going to be this blanket, this cloud over every other black woman artist or black woman, black woman who's of Haitian descent or black woman who's of Jamaican descent or black woman American or whatever associations that people might draw from me or know about me. You know, unfortunately, I know that as to be a fact of this very lazy understanding that we have in these stereotypes that are built around blackness Mm -hmm. it it is very much an advertisement campaign there's a target and there's an intention Mm -hmm. around that being the case i feel like as artists whether we're making work that's in overtly political and and attacking these social issues or not i think we will always have to contend with the fact that being a black artist is an archetype in and of itself Mm -hmm. so i understand what you're saying you're asking you're asking why yeah I think I'm saying I'm I think what I'm saying is I'm understanding this to just to be fact and I don't want to feel that way. I think having our conversations and and hearing your perspectives on your art making process, Mer, it's revealed to me uh, very much about the conversation that the artist is having with themselves that I don't know about. Yeah. That sometimes whatever is being worked out in a particular piece was for the pleasure of the artist. They During were having the a particular conversation about something that interests them at the time. And I'm viewing that conversation and getting a perspective into that conversation. And so that could very well be the case with Kara, that she was having a particular dialogue or doing a study of, of a particular topic, and I'm viewing the conversation that she's having on that study. So I want to... I want to say that that's a part of the equation that I haven't considered before yeah. because as an audience member, I've always said, what does this art mean for me? Mm-hmm. Okay, you made this. How does this make sense in my life? Mm-hmm. I haven't taken a step back to understand what that does in an artist's life, and I think that's what our conversations have helped me do. Mm-hmm. So I'm appreciative, 
appreciative of that expansion in perspective. But I will say on the other side of that, to ask about the necessity for the burden of, of representation is kind of a conundrum in that yeah. if we're going to participate in the success of black women artists as a collective and say that black women artist Carrie Mae Weens, that black woman artist Faith Ringgold, that black woman artist is doing pioneering things uh, and I can take a part in that success, we should also take a part in the burden of representation. We, sh we should also take a part in what that means in terms of the art that we make, mm -hmm. right, as black women. And so it's not necessarily Kara's responsibility to start off saying, I accept the burden of being a black woman artist and therefore all of my work will keep that in mind. Yeah. But as long as she is building on a tradition that is having a particular conversation um, in this time, there's no escaping it because mm -hmm. I know for damn sure she takes pride in the successes of black women's art collectively. Right. And so that type of reflexivity is absolutely essential or what are you creating the work for really? Mm -hmm. And, and what was the conversation that you were really having to begin with at the time? Precisely. Yeah. Um, I just, I do want to quote something that she said, cause I think that it, if we're talking about the artist's perspective, I think that she allows herself to be very vulnerable and admitting this within the article. She says, I got to get my reading glasses on. She says, you know, I'm older now, but I really lacked empathy in a way that I did not realize, desensitized, not fully grasping the positivity of black life and looking more closely at cruel native spaces. But I do that because I've lived that space quite a lot. So I guess building upon the idea of like, well, we all have internal struggles, right? But like her positioning her work based off of a series of experiences from like when she was young to the age in which she's creating these things having like a very heavy influence and now being at now being 47 and saying I wasn't really happy about being black that's what I hear I think I think it's I th really complex I think what I'm listening to is what she's saying is that she's she's gotten so used to being immersed in all this uh, negativity, this trauma. It's it, it's almost as if she became a sadomasochist in a way. And so she's kind of absorbed all of this, these horrors that you learn about. It's, if, when you're learning about your history, it comes with all this horror. When you're learning about all these horrors about yourself, about your, your history, your, your family, your people, and that's that's all you, you're trying to contend with. It's hard to see or to know how to begin to find something lighthearted to represent. And in ways that came out in a very gruesome and a very dark way, the humor yeah. in Kara's work, where she made this giant sphinx of sugar, mm -hmm. um, maybe with a totally different intention. But, I mean, well, clearly it was a sexualized image on purpose. Um with her vulva being large and the, the breasts and the handkerchief. But I think it was her, again, kind of trying to work through. Even, you know, Kara probably has had, and from my understanding, was very open in this thinking about race relations romantically. Yeah. Being, yeah. being in love with her oppressor mm -hmm. um, but or, or this, this love-hate relationship. I yeah. see it. I'm not afraid to say that some of her work have betrayed our better sensibilities. 
and by betrayal I mean that it is that it is the understanding of communicating the amount of cruelty and trauma that that betrayed the health of other black women that betrayed the opportunity for safety of other black women I don't think that we should deny that that part of the critique because she's at a turning point at the moment right I'm fully able and capable to understand the complexity that comes with the arc of kind of self-reflexivity, right? That you reach a certain point and you're like, I'm able to reflect on some of the things that I made. Mm -hmm. But at the base level, and, and the starting point is rooted in pain, rooted in hatred, maybe of self, maybe of race, maybe mm -hmm. of skin color, maybe of origin and roots. But we have to talk about that as being the root of the place that this now reflexive and retrospective turning point is coming from, right? So I should be able to say, oh, she hated being black. No <laughs> one's saying you can't say that. And like, without it being labeled as a comment that isn't complex, because that it is, it is recognizing that there is complexity in, in reviewing and understanding where you were, but we should still be able to say like, when we looked at these images, they were unhealthy and unsettling for us in terms of representation wise, right? Like they were Yeah. But they I, were violent to us for well, a particular reason, right? And how do we talk about ourselves or how do we contend with that level of wickedness? By someone who looks like who us. Who looks like us. I wanna talk about that level of wickedness as a betrayal, right? Not to say that there's no opportunity for forgiveness because I want to come back to that, but yeah. where is the, where is the place in black women's hell? Oh no. <laughs> right? I'm going to say it. Like, where is that room that we particularly, before we let you come out of that space, before we say that, okay, forgiveness is here and available for you, is there an opportunity amongst black women for us to say, yeah, you you did some wicked things. I think there's artistically and creatively. I think there's always an opportunity to say that. Um, I think when I when I'm speaking about the complexity of like these feelings, they're like they're shape shifting feelings, right? You know what I'm saying? Like while you may feel like, oh, I have all this love for my people, but damn, can we get it together, right? That's that is one that is an entire thought that has an intersection of I have all this love, but I also am like, mm, I'm not too sure about this. But I'm wondering, I guess it makes me wonder, like, there's these, these images are narratives within themselves, and I think just giving voice to them, no matter how violent they are, I think, I think you're talking about how the repetition of these images happen are very harmful and can be very wicked and brutal to us. But there's a lot of validity in that because a lot of, there's, there's truth in that. And to say that these images are not, they're not as affirming as we would want them to be, but that does... I'm not I denying... I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think no, what I'm hearing, I'm not, I think what I'm hearing you say, Rakiatu, is are we able to look to our own and say, you're hurting me? Yes, you've been wicked. Yes! But like, yes. and really say that, and, and say that, like... Yes. You, exactly. Yes! The and, and, is yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I feel like I feel like what's happening right now is that Carol Walker is having that conversation with herself. She's looking herself in the mirror and probably thinking, "You've been wicked." And I think that's that's what's that's what's um, really brave about this article. 
And I, I, I commend her for it. And I understand what you're saying about can we do this? Are we able to, you know, if somebody who is one of our heroes, are we able to check them and say, you know, you and and like well, Kendrick Lamar's, uh, you know, Samuel L. Jackson um, in Django, you know, the 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 person who was 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 holding on to slavery. He didn't want to be he. No, he wanted to participate in this. Like thing. Uncle Ruckus. Yeah. The Coons. <laughs> so, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I this is so fruitful because we're always engaged in a conversation. I feel like this is the first time we're talking to each other about each other, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're talking to black women about black women, and we're saying, like, mm-hmm. can we have an honest conversation about the times that we've been wicked to one another, mm-hmm. right? About the times that we've been villainous or dubious or evil to each other and mm-hmm. what does that look like right i the first time i met black female evil was in literary characters yeah right? i was in um i'm not re- remembering her name but yeah some parts of Sula, Sula or yeah. alice walker created really wicked characters tony morrison created really wicked black yeah. women characters and those are the first times that i interacted with black women evil the possibility for real wickedness right and so understanding uh, wickedness in a visual and a, and a visual arts perspective always comes to me first from a literary perspective. Like, yeah. what did these characters do? How did I understand their nuance or the ways that they worked in the societies that they were in? Uh, but I'm excited about the possibility that, that someone can have said that, right? Like, I was once wicked, and now I am trying to find a way to move past that as a personal, you know, as a personal struggle. But this is the first time that our conversation is not at all about how others are seeing us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's ex- that's it. It's a, important. Yeah, it's a it's different tone and a different texture than we've been able to achieve before. And something that I've I've realized about um, characters that I'm reviewing over my over my mind that I'm remembering as being wicked to other women is that th- there was this um, this there was this revenge. There was this need to. Um, take to take back what 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 something that was taken from them. I feel like when I'm, you know, from Cruella. I mean, cause she's white, but <laughs> you know, any villain. Cruella to Bill, or I mean, there's just there's just this this undertone that there was something that's being taken back. I mean, taken away from them that their their that energy has had a shift in their life that is causing and and catalyzed them to become these villains and i think as i'm as i'm reviewing it through my through my mind i'm wondering is that is that is that oh is that okay like can we appreciate that villain yeah wickedness can we appreciate that and not make it does it does it always have to be a bad thing can we have the empathy for the villain yes in order to to try to save her from herself i think we should include an understanding and compassion for the villain to understand a little bit of that in each of us. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To understand the times that I've, I've chosen myself over other black women, to understand the tendencies, the personal or professional tendencies that could have made me a series of energies that, that catalyze you, like you said, into a particular wickedness. I think that's very important. Um, we're doing well, but the time is kind of short. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking we can segue into... I had two games planned for today. Okay. So the first was Black Art Hell, right? 
what black yeah. what black hell looks like right how to describe black hell okay just to ask you guys and then the second was all my life i mispronounced art words. names right oh even words so we could we can either do both we can do one I don't um, know. Black hell is a little scary. Black art hell. Well, black art, oh, black art hell. Or just black hell in general. Like, what are the? <laughs> if you had to, and it's it's comedic. It's not supposed okay. to be like your nightmare. <laughs> so, for example, I wrote an, an example of black hell would be um, standing online at the barbecue for a piece of chicken that's never given to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something happens to the chicken, it just never lands on your plate. <laughs> that to me is like. That's that's one echelon of black hell. Okay. I got to think about this one. Um, I, I think another one would be just being really um, ashy. Ooh. Like severe ashiness oh. and like not ever having, <laughs> not having like any oil, any lotion. To, like, no lotion for you. <laughs> Just like no dry, yeah, no like, nibby, no, 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 no oil, nothing. Like that would be death. That is death. That's Damn. black hell. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's black women's hell. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's black hell. That goes. Black that's everybody. That's that's intergenerational. Like, Dang. what if we have no combs, y'all? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, so your hair, you never, so the devil will be like, I'm never giving you a comb ever again. But you could detangle. That's you could detangle. So hair that never detangles. So hair that never detangles. Really? That's eternal hell. Oh my God. That's a t- death sentence. What if the devil is like, you came to hell? Just one big lock. Oh, no. I mean, there's people who walk around like that. That's, we shall say no names, but y'all, y'all know, y'all, y'all know. So that's true. Um, last one, last last one. I think black hell is is getting hit with the double dutch rope. Like you, oh yeah, you about to jump in and it just hits you consistently. <laughs> and you never really get to get a jump. And the devil is like, ready? you play double dutch for the rest of your life, and this is what's gonna happen to you. You're never gonna get in a rope. It's always gonna hit you on your bottom lip. Is that personal? Oh. I don't <laughs> I was excellent at okay. double dutch Just throwing asking. up. Yeah, you said, I felt, I felt like but that was, was my fear. Oh, yeah. You always are afraid that the, the telephone wire is going to hit you. Yeah. Telephone. That's real. That's another part of black hell. Standing in the rope. Exactly. That's not, that's not, mm. anyway. No standing in the rope in get black hell. Get in how you get in. Get in what about all in. your heels break all the time? Ooh. I, Dang, yeah. That's unfortunate. Mm. Every time you, mm. <laughs> like you walk, you strutting. More so, you strutting. Oh, down so the, the person, <laughs> the person is banished to walk on a catwalk <laughs> and consistently have their heels break. Ooh. But more so, every time you think you high and you strutting, pop. pop. Oh, oh no, in front of your <laughs> ex. But it would be like, oh yeah, in front of your ex. Yeah, that's black hell. Black though. hell. Yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Zen? What's the last one? Close out the black mm. hell. Mm. Uh, Becky with the good hair? <laughs> no. <laughs> she said Becky with the good No Brazilians in hell. There's no Brazilians There's no for you. I don't even want to say there is no No Indian Remy for you. Know. There's an echelon of black heaven that has like the world's longest Indian Remy. 
I mean, that's black heaven, though. Heaven. Okay, <laughs> so black hell is having no access, none to any type of weed. Damn. It's all around you, and they're just shaking it in your face. <laughs> oh my god, it's like it's like they're on mannequins. Yeah, and, and they're mannequins flowing. just like yeah. coconut oil infused hair that you can't buy. Bottles. I mean, now I'm getting an coconut image of the soul glow. Infused. Like that's exactly what you said that. Yeah. Another astronaut of Black Hell is being trapped in that Soul Glow commercial. Oh. oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know what? I just thought about coming to America. Oh, yeah. Living <laughs> in that apartment. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's red. You know, let they me were like, we're going to Queens. <laughs> Black and family. We're going to find some Queens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so naive. <laughs> Listen. Oh, we have to do. So this okay, is this yeah. is going to be on the list for season two, but. The disillusionment of America, right? What they tell you about America and what's actually America when you get here. Oh, we got to have another t- another conversation about that. But next game to wrap up our last episode is All My Life I Mispronounced Art Names. Yes. yes. First name on the docket. <laughs> Betty Sar. <laughs> Betty Sar. What? How is the name spelled? B E T Y E. So any person that can read could say Bet Yay. Thank you. But it's not nah. Bet Yay. It's not. Nah. And I'm really, really sorry. Don't don't apologize. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I feel. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all know this power in names. We True. as three young women know we have beautiful first names. True. Don't mess up my name. Exactly. I will tell you. But the thing is, exactly. it's also a consequence of just reading names That's and true. not hearing them spoken. Like, I read a lot and sometimes yeah. I can only go with what my mind says. So I what agree. my mind told me was Deanna Lawson. Exactly. What the internet told me was Dina Lawson. So that's there it goes. Dina All my Lawson. life I mispronounced Deanna Lawson. It's Dina Lawson. How about you, Mer? Dang, who who did you mispronounce? Oh, All my say, life I, I mispronounced. Said, I did say Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh. Um, with the, with the Instead Leonardo of Leonardo. Da Vinci. <laughs> da Vinci. <laughs> Easy to confuse was, the Leonardos. I know. Easy to confuse you know? the Leonardos. Only one of them has a black card. <laughs> I know. Mm. Yeah. And that should be revoked. But anyway. Oh. Ooh, Leo, we coming after you. And I'm pew, a Leo. Pew, Damn. Everybody. I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> last one, last one. All my life, I mispronounced black art names. I'm gonna spell this one out, and we'll see who says it correctly. All right. This next one. All my life, I mispronounced black art names. Ready? Okay. T S. C H A B A L A L A Self Self Exactly All my life uh, I mispronounced black white names. What? All my life I mispronounced Let me say this again slowly. And if you guys were in the studio with us, Mer's eyes just lifted <laughs> up to the heavens because she had no idea what that name was. I just felt I'm gonna do this again. T S C H a B A B A L A L A L A Last name Self. All my life I mispronounced. I'ma just say T A C H is silent. I'ma well, I'm just say Habala. Okay. Habalala. Final answer, Habalala. Is that right? Then how about you? Nope. I'm not even. 
You have to make a guess. I'm not trying to live dangerously. You know what it is? Because I've seen this artist and I feel like I'm going to just really embarrass myself. Okay. um, This is your house. Is it? Sorry. I need some salad. Had to get a side eye. Okay. Shahabala. Sing that. Sing that tune. Because you know it always makes it nice. Sing that tune. Because I think I don't want to be a silent. Here's the correct pronunciation. You look this up? Shabalala. Self. Shabalaba. Shabalala. That's Shabalala. her last name. Her last name self. Yes. Last name is self. I just want to say. Up, I knew who you were. Shabalala self. That's how you say that name. Shabalala. All my life, I've been pronounced black. Shabalala self. Mm. She ain't. That's she. That's that's what she got. She wasn't. She didn't change that to make I'm that. Done. I can't. Sorry. I can't. <laughs> God given name. No, that's yeah. it's beautiful. That's probably it means. It's, yeah. I know. I think I don't have any shabalala. Um, At least I know it's an sh. It's a- not shaba ranks. <laughs> no, Shabba. I'm sure she got that um, when she was younger too. Yeah, she could have been. That's called. a that's a Shabba legit for short. nickname. Uh huh. That's a legit nickname. Shabba. But I mean. At least I oh no definition. Names I always mess up or no definition on Shabalala self, but it's pronounced Shabalala. Go ahead, Mark. Okay, yeah. Then we had to do Lynette Yadam Boache. Yay! Another name. All my life I mispronounced art names. Is there another one you want to submit into the pool, Mur? Uh oh, it, Lynette? Is it no? Again? Oh, okay. All right. So, Lynette Yadam Boache. That's not how the game goes. No? Spell the name. Oh, spell it. And we're supposed to guess how to say the last name. Okay. And then then you tell us the right way. All right. Dang. (laughs) Uh, I was proud. You was proud that you knew how to say it. Yeah, Yeah, I was. I was happy. I'm not happy no more. (laughs) Who's that? That's Lynette, right? I'm waiting for her to say her name. You gotta find. No, this is YouTube video where she says it right at the beginning. Trust she me, works from scrapbooks. What was that? <laughs> you don't. You don't like my British accent. I just didn't no. know what's happening. It's not bad. It's not what? bad. Don't let her tell you this. It's not bad. Blasphemy. Very deeply. We have a deeply. <laughs> That's southern. That's not. That's not very deeply. Yes. <laughs> oh, me too. You know, I also. He gonna say it super fast. Hey, I told what? you. I told you. I'm so lucky. Super fast. I said that. That's I, wrong. It's. That's Why how she say her name, though. No. We if gotta you, call. I gotta call a Ghana, the Ghana Assembly. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta find the video up. where she says her name. She says her full name. I thought it was. Yeah, what is it called? Is it? K? It's not Key, but it's K. Is I don't it? know. I'm looking. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's Boache. Why does she say Boache? I gotta call the Ghana Massive on this one, guys. Like a lot of Haitians would be mad that I say my name is Merlin. Are you Milan? 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 No. So how do you say it? Milan. Wait, what? You talking about me or yeah, Lynette? Lin- okay. Oh, it's Mia Lynn. Mia Lynn Talosh. How do you let people just say it? See? You heard that? You heard that? No, no. Did say, you hear that? Say nope. it again. I didn't Did hear you that. hear that? Give it. I said no. 
<laughs> run it back, run it back. She says it correctly. It's her name, I hope so. Like Rihanna. No, this I'm saying this woman that's oh. introducing her says it correct. Oh, yeah, you heard the Che. It's yeah, Boache. Yeah. It's not called Boake. Right? Boache, yes. I like it. Yadom. Yeah, I like it when I feel like I understand. Me too. I like the when power. you put that understanding voice on. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I like it when I understand that. Milan. Yes, listen. I don't know if we're going to add that one into the thing because we did it wrong. Okay. I mean, so do you have another submission for all my all my life I mispronounced black art names? That was mine when I was in here on Monday. You okay, know how I many times one. I watched the I YouTube video? Okay. Um, all my life I mispronounced black art names. You want to spell the name for us and then have us guess how yes. to pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. R I H A N N A. Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Rihanna. She said her name like that. Like, hi, my name is Rihanna. I had to say the name. The H is silent. The Rihanna. H is silent. Rihanna. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rihanna. Rihanna. Nah, huh? Mm, okay. <laughs> Got it. Rihanna. We, we, you know, Rihanna. Mess it up. Got it. Mess everything up. See? Y'all saw that was hard, right? No. I can't. I was like, so sweating. I was like, I saw it. <laughs> You guys heard me typing on all the audience. <laughs> Listeners, this is what you heard. Click, click, stress. No, I want to find All my life, I mispronounced black art names. Then you have a submission? Give me a second. You I will have. give you a second. No problem. Nobody going to say that? We got to do the, um, yeah, no, I got, and then y'all we, trying to go to see Questlove tonight? And then we got to go do thank yous. Do thank yous for the final season. Where is he? Um, At the Brooklyn Bowl? Oh, no, he's out here on down the street. You know, I had a crush on Questlove before I saw his thighs. Then I was like, wow, that's a big guy. No, hold on. Give me a second. I don't have... Who has a charger? Like, this is not... <laughs> what was that? You just parallel parked your game. <laughs> <laughs> just parallel parked the side eye. Like, <laughs> so, like, we got to say thank yous. All no, right. she's looking for a submission. Just give her time. Okay. You got to write a dissertation or nothing? She uh. do got to write a, th- you know, epistemological. Yo, I'm not even going to do that. Honestly, yeah, what's the other word? The arc of, what was The arc of intimacy. But I made that up. New game, new game. Oh, you made that All up. of Zen oh. scholarly phrases. Go. <laughs> epistemology. <laughs> the arc of intimacy. Go. Social location. <laughs> That's. Yo, that's a real term, yo. Media literacy. <laughs> Go. That's interesting. I don't even say that anymore. You, 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 you,
Sorry, that was my really important <laughs> phone going off. I didn't silence it before this recording. Shut up! <laughs> I'm going to do that. And so, we have Michael Paul Brito, uh, who's a talented... <laughs> <No>, serious. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Michael comes in that far. Hello, this is Michael. <laughs> 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 he sounded so far after that great introduction. A multimedia artist. Hello. Hey. Hey, uh, oh, Yeah, like he had that cooking in the kitchen. Just turned the hey, speakerphone. Uh, he just put it on speakerphone. And he was right here. That's the sad part. All right, hold on. You know we gonna have to roast you, Mur. And then you no, guys could like definitely it. roast me. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna roast me? Oh, we oh, gotta yeah. do it. Top Merlin no, phrases. Top Merlin phrases. Hate. Go. <laughs> oh. Don't hate. Don't hate. <laughs> oh yeah, don't hate. I'm sorry. <laughs> My mind is just, you know, all over the place. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly or if I'm saying this right, but word. word. <laughs> Number two, Merlin phrases. Go. I just had this thought. It just got away from me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What was that? Th- th- what was this thought? What I was- got it. <laughs> what was no, the thought? Right. And then Ziz starts making a really great point. And so what I was trying to say was. <laughs> and I just rolled in my chair because, you my know. My bad, y'all. Mommy told me don't follow Illuminati. No. My mom told me Illuminati is haram. Oh. Everything is top Rocky's phases. Yes. That's haram. My mama said, that's haram. <laughs> oh, Next I'm supposed two. to, let me see. You know, I'm really trying not to like Rocky right now. So I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I got to do this. I'm going mm. to beef with you in order to do this. <laughs> what? Oh, y'all didn't have no problem doing it to me, but okay. It's okay. This already confirmed what I already knew. What? <laughs> Sorry about it, my <laughs> What you already knew, Zan? What you already knew? No. Okay. You I'm gonna, no, no, no. Sunshine. I got this. What does Rocky have to do? I'm trying. I'm thinking about this. Mare fufun obata la. I'm reading Martha Vegas. You know, it's the, you know, maybe it's the, it's the good morning, or is it the good morning? I have a really nice voice. Good morning. What? I have a really, I was told that I have a really beautiful voice. So sometimes I turn that on for your pleasure. It's not about me. It's for your enjoyment. You're welcome. Oh, oh. Thank you. You know, when I thought my voice was the sexiest, it was on the twerking episode. Oh, 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 I got another one. Insofar as, <laughs> no. what is that? I don't say that a lot. That's not true. Then tell me that's not true. I'm not gonna. I say, say insofar that. as you do. I mean, I think what it is is like we get very used to our quirks. So that's like not our... true. I say insofar should... as a lot. Insofar as. <laughs> insofar as. That's one of my like. That's one of my toolbox like <laughs> academia gym. When I say insofar as a bitch is thinking, my thinking yeah. cap is one. 
And she always heavy lifting. Always heavy lifting. She loved the intellectual weight. It just be on the. I'm like, you don't see us trying to kung fu fighting. Books, boy. She was. She ain't playing. (laughs) (laughs) She fast as lightning. Yo, they gave me books for a reason. I can't. Yo, are you still looking for this name? I said, first of all, if y'all you was said listening, give me time, I didn't know you know, meant time. Y'all listen. So, what'd you say? Listen? You what'd still you? ain't find this name, girl? Oh. People found their baby names by now. What's going on? Um, Northwest all, Blue had, they, they, they already found out. names Blue for the twins. All I said was, because y'all, y'all wasn't Shabana. listening, what I'm saying, I said, oh, I ain't going to find this name, so we should continue. I said, said that. that. I said that. When you whispered it. No, no, no. I said that. But you, you know, I've I've overpowered, so I ain't got the time, I ain't got the energy to comp- contend. This, this not even the next game is gonna just be loud. astrological signs on our podcast. Damn, I'm, but I'm a laid back crazy. Leo, unless you There's unless no you fuck with my groove. In the words of um, damn, what's the name of that group? Oh, you know, I swore I was thinking about the Empire's new groove. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, Disney no. Channel no. <laughs> okay, in the words of the satisfaction on their song Queen. Was that a nineties R and B? No. Oh. That was like three years ago. First of all, if y'all not with it, I need to get with it. It's one of the best, best music videos with versatile representation of black women in it. I was still mm-hmm. watching that Azalea Banks Chasing Time video. I thought that was pretty good. Um, you I'm know, I know I'm supposed to um <laughs> I know I'm supposed to mess with her because I'm from Harlem too. You don't have to mess with her. I don't really, I, I don't really mess with her seriously. <laughs> 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 you don't really mess with her. All right, let's get to thank yous. Let's wrap this up. All right, so we're on. This is the last episode. Can you believe we made it to episode ten? It's been a long time Ooh, coming. Ah. From the first episode, we talked about William Pope L, patriotism, Sheether, Nikki and Remy. We talked about how many things did we discuss? We talked about so many things. Yeah, we talked about museum behavior. We spoke about my um, favorite thing, remixing and repurposing. Yes, pop culture references. Censorship. Dance and spirituality. Yeah. We had such we had such a breath of topics. <laughs> yes, twerking gets his own line. Twerking. <laughs> Let's say that again. Twerking. Twerk. Don't it's been a really great stop. season. And it's been a really good test of this teamwork, how the the synergy can work together. You know what I mean? I just wanna say I think this is our best episode. I think I think it is. Like it's very conversational and like we're just going off. Yeah. Look at that. We got to it at number ten. <laughs> yes. And it's eight oh one. Right. So, <laughs> so it's time to go. But thank you for everyone that have sent me personal messages like, yo, I love Critics and Kochek. This is so much fun. I like listening to it. Keep recording. We get a lot of great likes on SoundCloud. You know, a lot of people have supported us. Thank you for our guests, right? Yes. Our guests that have joined us. Okay. Suley Adams. As well as Michael Paul Brito, Alexandra Bell. Yes. Um, Yes. Also, shout out to our our closest people. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I chat with my friends or as well as like our listeners about like what they're hearing, what they like. So I just want to say shout out to the people who have left really in-depth feedback. 
But also our sound technician, Mira. Like, Woo! And, and, and Jamie. Pratt, yo, and Jamie and Pratt Radio. They've been so wonderful hosting <laughs> us and letting us know when it's time to go. Yeah, yes. we got to go. As in right now. <laughs> so we'll see you again on season two. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Peace. Woo-hoo. Happy summer. Thank you.